Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. God is going to be with you. And throughout the Bible, we see godly people who love God, who wouldn't bow down to the pagan world, and yet they went through difficulties. God does not always deliver us from the situation, from hardships, from hurt or or from other people hurting us right but what god does promise is to be with us through it to see us through it and that's important to understand because when you know the truth it will help you to navigate life better god recognizes that in order to give free will as we talked about that that people are going to do things but god is going to be with us through it the apostle paul in our text is talking about some painful experience the thorn in the flesh we don't know exactly what it was we talked about it could be a variety of things but he says in verse 7 lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations. And we talked about how that Paul had died, went to heaven, had these revelations. A thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan, Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. Now, Paul probably thought, God, if you heal me from this, I can serve you better, right? And I'm sure, you know, he's thinking that's a deal. Now, God's response to his prayer is probably not what Paul wanted to hear. Do you think that Paul wanted to hear from God when Paul says, Lord, I have this problem. I'm praying three times. Look, I'm your main man here. I'm, I'm your best evangelist you got. I mean, I'm, I'm tearing it up. And, and so, Lord, you, you know me. Come on. And then in verse 9, God says to him, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Now, do you think Paul wanted to hear that? My grace is sufficient. <laughs> I wouldn't want to hear it, right? But sometimes God does not answer our prayers exactly the way we want. Now, when God tells Paul, my grace is sufficient, right, what he's saying is that God's grace is to su uh, sustain us. It's sufficient to sustain us in whatever we face. And he's telling Paul, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to, you know, see you through this, but I'm not going to take it away. And Paul came to realize that God had a purpose in allowing this thorn in the flesh, and that was to keep him humble. Now, this is the next level in your spiritual journey. When you can get to the place where you can look at trials and pain and suffering and adversity and learn what God wants to do in you through that. Because God can turn what people mean for evil for good in your life. And Paul looks at this and says, you know what? I realize that this bad thing that's happened to me, God is going to work it in my life to help me not to be so prideful. God works in different ways in our lives, and that's one of the ways he could work. He can allow affliction to help us to get on the right path. Afflictions can really be a great time of spiritual growth because when you go through storms of life, you learn things about yourself, you learn things about God that really you can't learn at Disneyland, right? Because when you go through trials, here's what happens. When the heat gets turned up, you won't get burned, but guess what? The dross comes out. And then the people around you see it. And it's like, oh, that came out of you. And then you're like, no, I didn't really mean it. And then they're like, yes, you did. From the abundance of heart, the mouth speaks. And, you know, you've never been through all this, right? And so here's the thing. You realize that God helps you through trials to learn things and to grow and to 
recognize we need his help because we are not able to have a life that's characterized by joy and to be able to finish our race with joy, like the Apostle Paul said, unless we understand these truths. Uh, because we don't like to get out of our comfort zone, right? Many of us, we don't like change. I mean, I, I kind of like change, but, but most of us don't like change, and we don't want God to push us out. I believe that God allows us to be pushed out of our comfort zone sometimes to help us to learn, to grow, and to develop. Now, you might not like this truth. You might be like, Pastor Bob, I don't like that. Well, I'm not saying I like it either, but it's just the reality. And the truth is, in my own spiritual journey and my own growth spiritually, the times when I have grown the most have been the times when I did not want to go through what I was going through, right? And, and hard times. And I remember thinking, this is hard. And I remember going through a difficult time, and I was talking to a pastor friend of mine, Don McClure, and, and he said, well, Bob, down the road, you're going to look back on this and say, wow, that was a great growing experience. But God wants you to see life the way Paul does. And verse 10, Paul says, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. And for when I am weak, then I am strong. Paul's saying, look, I, I look forward to all of this stuff. Now, what does he mean when he says, when I'm weak, then I'm strong? What does that mean? Well, there are areas in all of our lives that we know that we're weak as it relates to whatever it might be, temptations. And whenever we get tempted in those areas we know we're weak, we generally pray and ask for the Lord's help. And that process always leads to the Lord helping us, right? But it's been said that an unguarded strength is a double weakness. Quite often we fail in the areas that we think we're strong. And remember Moses, he's a good example. What was Moses' strength? In Numbers 12, 3, it says, Now Moses was very humble, more than all men who were on the face of the earth. So Moses was the most humble man on the earth, right? And where did Moses fail? Why did Moses not get to go in the promised land? Anybody know? Because he blew up in anger, right? Remember when the people, they didn't listen to him, and he says, you bunch of morons. I mean, you know, it's just like, you know, he was angry. And and you think, whoa, is that what happened with Moses? Humblest guy on the earth, blew up in anger. Yeah, and we can think that where we're strong, that, hey, we don't, have to, we don't have to pray, right? But the truth is, it can be the greatest point of vulnerability. And in fact, you know, as a pastor, I get to talk to a lot of people over the years. And quite often, I will talk to married couples who tell me, we don't need to go to the marriage small group, right? And in fact, I remember doing marriage counseling with a young couple in their 20s. And I said, look, you should go to the marriage small group. It's starting up next week. And they're like, well, we don't need that. Uh, I'm like, yeah, but you're on the verge of divorce. Well, we don't need that. We're going to go to, you know, whatever group we had going at the time, something else. And guess what? A few years later, they get divorced, right? And, and in my mind, it's like, what happened there? Well, they thought, hey, we got this, right? We, we don't need God's help. We don't need to go to that small group. And, and so often in our lives that many of God's people, they think I'm strong in this area, and it's the very area that they fall. I, I think a lot of people who are addicted to pornography. They think, well, I can handle this. I won't get addicted, right? And they get addicted. You know who the people who uh, become alcoholics? They're the people that can handle their liquor, right? And my dad was an alcoholic, and he went to classes, and I said, what'd you learn? <laughs> and he was telling me what he learned. He said, look, people who can function and drink and be drunk all the time and still function and go to their job, they become alcoholics. Lightweights that get hammered and throw up and can't walk, I mean, they can't really become an alcoholic, I mean, because they just can't do it, right? But it's imp and I'm not promoting drinking, right? I'm just saying that, right, people think I can handle this. I can, I got it. And, and that's what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10, 12. It says, therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Now, what does that mean? It means what I just told you, that when you think you got it and, and you think, yeah, I'm never going to do that. I've had people tell me, 
over the years, I've been a pastor a long time, and I've had people come up to me and say to me, when something bad happens in somebody else's life or somebody gets in some sin, and they, they would say to me directly to my face, I will never do that. As adamant as as adamant a person could say it, I will never do that. Five years later, that person doing the very same thing. And when I see that over and over and over again, you know what I think? Good thing I'm not like them. I'll never do that. No, that's <laughs> not what I think. <laughs> What I think to myself is, I'm not as good a person as they are, man. I better be praying, <laughs> right? I mean, that's what I think because quite often it's very nice people that you think, do they even sin? And then they're pointing saying, I'll never do that. And then they end up doing the very same thing, right? That's why he goes on to say, take heed if you think you're never going to fall. But he says in verse 13, no temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faith will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may able to bear it, right? So God's not going to remove temptations, but he's going to help you to get out of it, and he's going to help you to navigate it, right? And we can have a tendency to think in our strengths that we can trust in our own ability, and we don't need to do that, and we become overconfident that we don't need to seek the Lord. And so when Paul says in verse 10, therefore I take pleasure in my infirmities, for when I am weak, then I am strong. In other words, what he's saying is when I'm weak, I'm able to deal with it because it helps me to realize I need God's help. And God's all-sufficient grace is going to see me through. And he's acknowledging that God has the power to help me through whatever my troubles come. And God has the supernatural power. And when I recognize that I can't do it on my own, that I can't navigate life and finish my race with joy and have my life be characterized with overflowing joy and peace and love, when I realize I can't do that without his help, well, then, then it causes me to realize I need God's help. I need to go to church. I need to pray. I need to read my Bible. I need to go to small groups. I need to be engaged in a, a personal relationship with God. Now, if you're here today and you're experiencing some difficult, painful experience, maybe you're anxious about something or just distraught about something, uh, and, and maybe even you think, well, I don't see any way out. I don't know how God can fix this. Easy for you to say, Pastor Bob, uh, that all these other people that God helped them, but I just don't see any way out. Here's the thing. God brought you here because he wants to show you his supernatural power. And, and he can do for you what you can't do for yourself. And that's so important to know. That because you don't see any way out, that doesn't mean it can't be done. Right? God can do things that you couldn't even imagine. And that's what the Bible tells us. Now, God says to Paul in verse 9, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. See, God's grace includes the power of the Holy Spirit. Right? When he tells us in Ephesians 5, 17, Therefore do not be unwise, but understand what the, uh, what the will of the Lord is. Do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. And, and those of you who are students of the Bible, you know that verb, filled, means it's a present tense, and, and it means to keep on being filled, continually being filled, a daily filling, a fresh filling every day. And so if you're here today and you're going through some hard time, you can pray this morning, you can invite Jesus into your life, and you can say, Lord, help me. Lord, Pastor Bob seems to think that you can do for me what I can't do for myself. If so, let's see it. Here's the thing. I'm not just telling you from theory what the Bible says. I did it in my life. I, I prayed and said, God, if you have the power to help me stop being a heathen, well, then let's go. But if you don't, well, then I'm going back, right? And, and God changed my life. And, and I remember just thinking, this is so awesome. As you begin to experience God's power, helping you through the most difficult things, helping you to overcome whatever it is, challenges, pain, suffering, anger, addiction, whatever it is, when you begin to realize that he can do for you anything, that he is able to do the impossible, well then, man, whatever you face, you're like, hey, 
God can help me. And it's so good. So if it starts, though, with a personal relationship with Jesus. And if you've never invited Jesus in your life, that's the first step. So we're going to pray this morning. And if you'd like to invite Jesus in your life, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And you can just repeat after me. That's the first step. And then it's a lifelong journey of just trusting the Lord and looking for his hand as he works in our lives. So let's pray together. Let's bow our heads. If you'd like to invite Jesus in your life this morning, then just repeat after me as I pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I admit I've sinned. I ask for your forgiveness. I invite you into my life. Fill me with your spirit and help me to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. We would like to tell you a little bit about our Pure Word ministry. Pure Word is a ministry that helps people with life-controlling issues such as alcohol, drug, and pornography addiction. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our desire is to help people break free from the heavy yoke of life-controlling issues. Pure Word meets every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., here at Calvary Chapel Caldwell. For more information, call 453-9653 or visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day